Hey guys, before we get started with this week's episode about our thoughts on Disney's new live-action Mulan, we wanted to address the controversies surrounding the film. We understand the frustrations and concerns, including the main actress Yi Fei's comments on the Hong Kong protests and police brutality, and Disney's decision to film in Xinjiang where there are active concentration camps. We do not in any way condone their behavior or actions and believe that this is something that Disney needs to address directly. We hope that they do so soon out of the respect of the one million lives that are still in suffering. With that being said, we respect everyone's decision as to why they would or wouldn't want to watch Mulan. This episode is meant to dissect the film based on our own love of the original animated one and the impact it has had on us as Asian women. We hope you enjoy this episode. I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast, where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. Ooh, today we've got a very juicy episode with an even. Are you just a juicier person? You're Am I a juicier guest? Yes. You know what? I, I wouldn't have described her in that way, but now that you said juicy, I can see it. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Today we have our wonderful, wonderful friend Minji joining us um, to talk about Mulan's live action. And Minji has been on our podcast before. She is such a powerhouse in the Asian American community, especially for female leaders. I feel like we are always so constantly inspired by the 800 million things that she's doing at the same time. (laughs) She is an actress, a producer, a director, a writer, an entrepreneur, first of all, podcast host. And I just, it's always so remarkable seeing all the things that you're doing. And yeah, we're always so, so excited to have you on and talk and chat more. Thank you guys. Welcome Minji. Thank you both. I miss seeing your faces and I love hearing your guys' podcast. I feel connected with you through that, but I'm honored to be here. I love what you guys talk about. I love our dynamic and I talk a lot, apparently. (laughs) Like I have a lot of things to say, which is why I do a lot of things, which is also sidebar. I don't necessarily promote anymore, especially (laughs) after COVID. It's teaching us to like scale back, relax, breathe, prioritize. I'm like, what is that? I still don't know. (laughs) Slow down. Yeah. (laughs) Just to jump right into it, because I know there's so much that we're going to talk about today, that the sister advice episode about Mulan and our takeaways after watching the live action Mulan, I immediately was like, okay, we have to bring on Minji because I want to know what she thinks. Not only as likely all the things that Regina mentioned, but her as a woman, her as an Asian American leader, it's just like, what are your thoughts? And she's a working actress, all these things. I think that she would bring a more balanced perspective. (laughs) I'm just here to hear the tea. I just want to hear what they think right now. Oh, girl, we like me and Regina, while we were watching it, we were texting each other like live reactions. Yeah, mm-hmm. we coincidentally actually watched it at the same time. So she was oh, like, wow. maybe like, she was maybe like 10 minutes ahead of me, but every she'll be like, wait until you get here. <laughs> wait, so that wasn't even planned? You guys just happened to know? No. You're very in sync right now. That's very impressive. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we posted on our PIP social to see people's thoughts and if they had any questions, you know? And boy, mm-hmm. did people have opinions. Oh, they had opinions. I don't think we've had a more like responded to question or like the <laughs> amount of engagement that we had on this topic was actually insane. Wow. Because <laughs> people seem to apparently have a lot of feelings about this movie. Good and mm-hmm. bad, which is, you know, yes. great. We want to cover the spectrum and everything in between. So we're going to start off with the positives. We're going to go into the negatives and then we'll go from there. <laughs> so let's read off some of the highlighted positive. There, there's so many. We want to highlight everyone, but that would be such a long episode. So so we're going to highlight the ones that really jumped out to us. Mm -hmm. So starting with people that enjoyed the movie and have positive comments about it. Regina, take us through. 
at Gfumas said, I love the empowerment aspect of the live action. Loved the original a little bit more. At Wells Chen says, it was a beautiful movie that was complex and had depth. At Tiff underscore TH, loved more so than the original. I love the OG music and Mushu, but I didn't miss them this time around. The family dynamics and traditional issues really hit close to home as a Chinese slash Vietnamese American. Nice. Mm. Now... I want to know your guys' thoughts based off of, you know, what some of the people have shared and your guys' own takeaway. And it could be purely based on live action or it can be in comparison to the 98 animated Mulan. So Minji, as our guest of honor, please kick us off on some of the more positive takeaways you had about Mulan. I think it even took me a few years to realize how much the animated Mulan affected my life. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. And it like sat with me because I think I watched it when I'm dating myself. I was when I was like 13 years old ish. So the identity paradigm was still becoming a thing in my mind. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I was totally celebrating like, yeah, Asian princess. And I was also really happy that it was like, not just like a dainty princess. Like she's a badass. It was like great. Mm -hmm. Right. But in terms of its significance, I don't think that settled in until later. And even into adulthood, I've had time to kind of realize it's what it did to shape my feeling scene. Right. So that part for sure, Mulan in general, that Disney has like taken an interest and made it part of their, you know, anthology of women princesses or otherwise right to to celebrate I think that's always been like a positive win I'm like I'm glad that they made it a thing now how well they've done it that's where we're gonna get into today (laughs) but I just know that there's so many stories out there right there's so many legends and there's so many fairy tales and there's so many things that could exist that could have replaced it or taken priority so in that this me being the eternal like I am positive I'm glad that it exists and then the live action I think personally I'll just be 100% real I didn't like that many of the other live actions that I watched. I didn't think they were god awful, but I just have such a like personal tie to the animated ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like to me, I think it tempered my expectations a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even mean. Like I just expected nothing. <laughs> so I was like, whatever you give me, I'll appreciate. You know, like, yeah. we're starting at Grand Zero. For sure. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings about Disney just like reinvesting their money in like the same stories that we grew up with. But now they're like, but make it real. (laughs) Make it real people. And you're just kind of like, I mean, I I think the Lion King is what gets me. (laughs) I didn't even watch that because the responses you guys like I couldn't. And I haven't seen it either, but then it's also just like, they're not real people. They're just reanimated <laughs> of the reanimation of right. the same name. It's what I but with more famous actors. I mean, yeah, Beyonce and I still don't watch it. I was like, wow, there's something really like deterring me here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys, which maybe I should have researched yeah. before this, but is Mulan the first Disney remake that didn't follow the original scene for scene? I think Mulan is the first one that they didn't follow follow the animated one because I think all the other live actions literally follow it almost scene by scene like song Mm. by song okay like they'll throw in a couple more modern jokes right right well, they made a new song for Aladdin too. Like they made the song right, for Jasmine right, right. and stuff. But I mean, was yeah. Maleficent, it was mainly, Maleficent was different because that was about Maleficent yeah. and yeah. not about Sleeping Beauties. Yeah. So again, I didn't watch all of them, but I think they took a couple liberties for like Cinderella too, but it was still pretty on it. Yeah. It's pretty by the book. I think they just change it. Got it. it. Okay. Well, that's important to know yeah. because that also changes a little bit, a little bit about my opinion <laughs> of the live action. But okay, so then let's go into the live action positives. What were your guys' thoughts? Cinematically, I thought it was really pretty. Just like yes, as somebody yes. that like appreciates imagery, I thought it was really beautiful. Mm. Again, like when we go into like historical accuracy and all that stuff, yeah. that changes it. But in terms of like visually, it was stunning. Mm. Actually, I felt like elevated above other live actions that I saw. It was just very like opulent and beautiful to see. Yes. That part I felt mm. it felt very majestic and like grand. I'm getting very dramatic here. That was the first thing I listed. (laughs) Beautifully shot. (laughs) The scenic, I mean, only a movie can do that for you. And I totally agree. We recently had Jimmy on as a guest. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I can only imagine sitting in the theater being immersed in that, you know, when they're like Mm -hmm. flying over the mountains and it's green and there's like fog and you see the village and all that. So that was beautiful. No, I feel like, I mean, okay, I could, here's my thing from somebody that is not of any 
Chinese ancestry, right? I'm Korean American. Mm -hmm. There are certain assumptions that I had about like walking in with the knowledge that I did. Again, visually, I think it was really beautiful. And to me, as like somebody that cares about film, there's certain ways that you can like engage an audience. And so I was just grateful that I was engaged. I was eager to like take it in. I was like, ooh, watching. Cause I've been in movies where I'm like, I'm bored. Like for real. Mm -hmm. I've been like, I don't care what's happening on this one. I guess that's true. I was engaged, but not in a good way. I was okay. I, for the most part, I would say 90% of the time I was screaming at the TV or at Jack. <laughs> or texting me. <laughs> and I wanna yeah. I wanna know. But also, and so my and even with the actress that played Mulan, I thought she did better than I personally expected her to do. Mm -hmm. I know there's controversy around that, but I was curious about we know like Taima and I know like Ron, my friend Ron's one of the soldiers in Tua, like they are American, right? They don't mm -hmm. have an accent. And so knowing that it was gonna be in English, I was also really wary of like, okay, they chose a Chinese actress, and so I don't know if this is gonna register yeah. or how that will emote this in the actress side of me and she did better than I expected and I thought she did a decent job being like a human being being a girl that had emotions and like turmoil I was moved by her and more than I thought I was going to be mm. so that's a positive for me for you as an actress, and I hesitate because like, I disagree. Mm -hmm. For you as an actress, look, watching fellow actors, mm -hmm. when you say that, what are you looking for? I pay attention to personally honesty. That's what I think is an actor's job is to bring humanity to a flat character. Mm -hmm. You have a character that if you're doing a biopic, you have somebody that you're emulating. That can be even harder because you have all of the expectations that everyone's already projecting on you to like play this like beloved person or this person that they can reference, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes like having a blank slate can be easier because it's just made up and you can do your version. They're not going to be able to critique it otherwise. Be like, that's not how they were. Mm -hmm. And we don't know Mulan because mm -hmm. it's a legend. And, you know, I don't think anybody in the last few centuries met her. But I think humanizing a character is really important. And I also give a lot of grace because personally for me, I pay attention to the writing. I'm like, what do they have to work with? Right. Mm. And writing is a huge, huge deal. I have been in things that I'm not particularly proud of that I was in because I didn't feel like the words coming out of my mouth, I had much yeah. to work with. So for me as an actress, I have a lot of leeway, but then I'm also like impressed when you have bad writing and you can still emote something. If I can still feel something and you have garbage to work with, like uh. I'm like, wow. So that's my <laughs> perspective where I think I'm a little bit different. And moments when she cried or when she was in turmoil, trying to figure out her next steps. Like, was she going to actually do this when she left, when she was angry? I believed it. You know, there are these moments and, and that can also go to editing. All those other elements of this whole creative thing of movie making also affect like the thing that we're going to receive. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's things that an editor can do the way that music can exist, the way that the shot is filmed and all of it that can make it really, really cheesy. And that's not what the actor was trying to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't blame it entirely on the actor. I guess that's my perspective on it that I'm like, okay. well, that was the second thing on my list of like uh -huh. actors really did the best they could with a stiff script. <laughs> 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 and I think that the script has a lot to do with the direction that they tried to make the movie, which was like a very serious, somber movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after hearing your explanation of, you know, Yifei's acting, I can kind of see it from that perspective where it's like, yes, I could see and feel when she was distressed and sad, but I felt like she was distressed and sad for the majority of the movie. Like there wasn't much more than distressed and sad, even in the moments that I feel like could have been a little more lighthearted mm -hmm. or, you know, it was kind of like a funny jab. Mm -hmm. She was just like very concerned the entire time. And I wonder if that was her choice or if that was the director's. Cause I've been in the actor's seat where I had a lot of other choices and other opinions. Cause I'm a very opinionated mm. person. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think she would do this. And I've talked about this with Christine about like, as women, like I've been in scenes or in storylines where I'm like, I don't, I can see a woman, but my character wouldn't do that, right? Like, this is like the creative liberty mm -hmm. that I want to infuse. I was like, I would not respond to this this way. And you don't feel at liberty to question a director or writer because it's their creative child. That's the sucky part with acting is that in a lot of ways, you are a puppet. You have certain ways mm -hmm. that you can like take creative liberties and be the person and bring dimension to it. There's a lot of ways you don't. Because you could try it even, and at the end of the day, they'll even placate you. And they'll be like, sure, yeah, try it your way. We'll do one to, like, appease you maybe or, like, try it. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of, again, what ends up on the editing floor is what the director envisioned. Right. Even if they had a take where she was really, like, cute and had a lot of joy and humorous, 
they might have even filmed that. But at the end of the day, somebody decided that's not the version of her we're going to include in this film, which is why mm. those behind the scenes people matter. <laughs> totally. We'll get into that. That's exactly where it felt that way. Actually, I was watching an interview. It was Jet Li that was the emperor. Jet Li was like his direction that the director gave him about the emperor was no emotions at all. And oh. I get it because, I mean, the emperor, even in the animated version, was very pillar of elegance and had no emotion. Mm-hmm. He literally <laughs> played that character as if he just did not give a shit. Like, he just was just like he gave up. Jet Li as a yeah, person just yeah. gave up. Yeah, And yeah. that came across as the emperor was like, all right, I will go fight Bori Khan, even though I've already <laughs> killed his father. I will kill his son. You know, and you're just like, God, this guy just does not care. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Either way. But like you story. said, for you, what you just said about like that was his direction. Mm-hmm. And that's how he had to play it. So mm-hmm. it, to me, it came off as like dead. And a lot <laughs> of the characters just felt dead. And I did not connect with most of the characters. Mm-hmm. But again, that I feel like most of that is in the script writing, but also the direction they were given and how they had to play these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. we're already yeah. going into the negative part. I know we haven't even started on the positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm re- Regina, what are your positives? I just want to hear your opinion. <laughs> I would say my biggest positive would just be the fact that like, it's exactly like what you said. Like growing up, I don't think I realized the effect that Mulan had on me. I think I was like seven or eight when I watched it. And I watched it in theaters like four times. It was the only movie that I had seen multiple, multiple times in the theaters. And I just was obsessed with it. I even dressed up as her for Halloween. Like, It was just something that I loved so much. And I think that to be able to kind of see that back on the big screen, I really loved that. Like, again, historical, cultural accuracy, totally different. But I think to be able to hear some of my mother tongue on the screen again, being able to see people who look like me, like, I think that is something that I really loved about the movie in addition to the things that you guys talked about. And I think that to be able to see some of like the weird family dynamics that we have with our parents as, you know, Asian Americans, like I think that bringing light to that and being able to see it on a screen, it makes it feel like, oh yeah, I can relate to that or I know where they're coming from. And I think that that is a kind of connection that we don't get very often. I think that now there is a bigger rise of, you know, more Asian movies, but they're not always the most relatable. Not to say that Mulan was extremely relatable, but I do think that there was a little bit of a like, a, oh, I can see myself in her. And I think that that kind of connection is something that we as Asian American women like don't feel all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Given what we said, like that's why I appreciated now knowing that it's like they intentionally wanted to do something different than the animated. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate the attempt (laughs) to give us something (laughs) that is not here's a carbon copy of what did really well and we're just gonna bring in famous actors now like celebrities. Exactly. And that's what Crazy Shot mentioned as well. She said, I loved how it was more focused on the story of Mulan and not Disney-fied. It was more of a serious take on the story rather than making it too child-friendly, which I think is what a lot of the other Disney live actions have been. Yeah. Okay, now that you guys have talked about what Mulan meant to you then I okay I have this list I have a huge list and I'll just run through it really quickly but this yes is, please this is what from the animated movie same as Minji I really did not fully understand how much Mulan has impacted my life even as a grown adult from teenage years to now I still reference the whole like father-daughter scene at the end where he's mm-hmm. like <laughs> it is the ultimate gift and honor to you know yeah. have you as my daughter oh gosh and then the flower and how he's yeah. like you know so yeah to me what I learned from Mulan even as a 36 year old woman an Asian woman that it's okay to be different do things scared other people argue with their parents, <laughs> mm-hmm. fearing disappointing your parents and the culture and your ancestors is not a weird thing. Like that does happen. Trust yourself. Women do have to work twice as hard in a man's world, but don't let that stop you from trusting how you see the world differently. Yes. Feeling like you truly belong when you finally learn how to accept your perfectly imperfect self. And that takes time. Right? Yes. Definitely proud to be Asian and a woman. Everyone blooms at your own time. In the movie, it was like the flower that blooms in adversity is the one that's most rare and beautiful of all. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I haven't bloomed yet, you know? (laughs) 
And that rules that are set up for others to succeed doesn't mean that th- those rules are right just because they're the rules. Amen. So in that sense, from Mulan, the takeaway is that women can't and shouldn't speak their minds. That she wanted to speak her mind and they were laughing at her, right? Mm-hmm. Just because in that world that that was frowned upon, looked down upon, doesn't mean that that's right. Trust your instincts. And finally, defining what honor means to you. Not what society puts upon you or your family. Define it for yourself and follow your instincts. That's everything. That's something that you can continuously learn. And that's why I think so many of us saw ourselves in Mulan, regardless of if you're a female or a male, if you're Asian or not. It's just that sense of she just felt like something was off. She tried hard to fit in. She tried hard to bring honor and do what was expected of her, but it wasn't natural to her. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. the very thing that was natural for her is actually through perseverance, working hard, and finally just embracing her own perspective as a person and as a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do think that is a positive to really highlight. And I after you've said your amazing list, I do think that the uniquely Mulan messaging still rang true, even in the live action, despite all the things that we're going to get into. I think that message of the honor and like, I love talking about courage and bravery. Mm -hmm. I think that that is something so important for everybody to acknowledge whatever gender you align with, but a lot for women that there's so much fear that has been experienced for a lot of different reasons. And to be reminded, fear is inherent in being brave. You can't have courage and bravery without fear. Being fearless, like I actually was really thinking on that term because people have said that I'm fearless and I feel anything but that. Mm. I feel the most terrified all the time, every day. But my choice that my brother, actually, my older brother has helped instill in me is like, you don't need to be fearless, just be brave, like have courage. And like, that's more important than like this whole fearless thing that everyone's like promoting everywhere. Mm. And that really helped me kind of overcome things like that. And that's why I think this message at the end of the day, despite cheesiness or like problematic whatevers, I still took that away from the live action. And I really was glad that that part of it was still intact. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. because I think that's the important part of her story. I mean, her dad said it in the live action Mm -hmm. and then she repeated it. She's like, my father once said, you know... What is she, the courage? <laughs> Something about courage. That's the way that you're sounding like it. a nine-year-old woman, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> My father would say. Well, she's like, courage is not without fear. Mm. And I genuinely love the soldiers too. Like, I don't know. I, maybe it's because of crash landing on you. There's such an endearing, like, when you have like your little posse of dudes who are all like ridiculous. <laughs> and But they, you know, they had love for her too. Even after they found out that she was a woman, they backed her up. And I love mm-hmm. that part. It's like... Yeah, even for the men is modeling. Like you got to give credit where it's due. You got to sign oh, up for yeah. things that are unjust. And I I love that they stood up for her and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go with her. Do you see what she just did? Like <laughs> being an ally. Yeah, being yeah. a good ally. And they were they're very endearing and human too. And I'm biased too because these are friends of mine. But I thought that they brought levity and they brought like joy and like kind of that boisterous, loud ridiculousness that we would have liked to see more of Milanbi, but it's cool. Like... <laughs> Almost not necessarily cool, but at least it was there. I love that point. And that like every time Jimmy came on screen, I was screaming, you know, (laughs) just so happy. I know we all have personal friends that worked on this movie and you're happy for them. You're happy that they're representing, that they have a job, that they can go out there and people recognize them and they're having their moment, you know? And I love what Jimmy said, which is just like, I posted on IG after I watched it and it wasn't like the most raving review. But then Jimmy reposted and said, like, I'm glad for your honesty and that it's conversations like this that allow us to have movies like Mulan so that we can have discussions on where we would like to be. Yes. Because mm-hmm. the Mulan yes. does prove as an example, a go-to example of what worked, what didn't work. And as Asians, what we felt you know, maybe didn't fully represent us. And there's going to be opinions. Like other Asians are like, no, I feel honor, honor to us all, you know? And then other ones that are like, no, I did not feel that at all. And it's all welcome. I think that's the part where I appreciate that energy of just like opening up that discussion. And yes, movies like live action Mulan allow us as a community to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'll say from a filmmaker standpoint too, and as an artist, people who are passionate about creating, 
they're all paying attention. So Mm -hmm. we might not all be on the same page and whoever is another filmmaker out there may not agree with what I like or don't like about Mulan, but we're all paying attention to that and it's educating our next steps. Yeah, yeah. I am definitely seeing the backlash. I'm terrified. This is also with Double-Edged Sword. (laughs) I think it's a Double-Edged Sword because it paralyzes me a little bit to be like, oh God, if I make a movie and it for some reason displeases, like I'm so scared to get, you know, that backlash or like that critique. But Again, be courageous. Okay, you're mm-hmm. scared. And what are you going to do? Not make your movies because you're scared there's going to be people who don't like it? Mm-hmm. In any case, I do like appreciate this because seeing what people are specifically pointing out about Mulan educates me as a filmmaker. I'm sure every other Asian American filmmaker and everyone who wants to tell an Asian American story and it's not Asian American, they're all paying attention. Like they And they mm. better. Like if they're not, then they're <laughs> really very foolish because... Like your audience, they matter. They're the ones promoting your movie. They're your marketers. Totally. People listen more to each other than they do like reviews and like critics and stuff. Yeah. No, I love that perspective. Yeah. And I think that's important to note in like being able to, because like we see this and we were like, oh, this was supposed to be our Asian Black Panther, you know? But it's like, (laughs) we've had that phrase like tossed around like how many times in the past like three years? And every single time I'm always like, Yes and no. Like, I think that for us, like, there's still so much that we can improve on. And I totally agree with Minji. Like, every discussion helps. This Mm -hmm. discussion helps me also see the other sides of Mulan that I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that before. And, you know, the other Asian American films that have come out in the more recent years, like The Farewell and Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, of course. (laughs) I was like, what was that other one? But I think that it is important to have these conversations because I think that it just helps us better depict. And I hope, I mean, Minji, if you were to make a movie one day, I can't freaking wait to watch it because I I think that... I think that every discussion I have with you, I always learn something new. And I think that you're so observant in that way. And I think that as a community, like this is our time. Like I think for so long, we suppressed so much of our emotions. And Mm -hmm. whenever, you know, movies came out, we were like, oh, we have to hype it up and we need to show all of our pride into this Mm -hmm. one movie because it's all we got, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that it's important to have these discussions where it's like, yes and no, right? Like, yes, Mm -hmm. these are the things that we can learn from it. But then there's also all these other very, very problematic areas of representation. <laughs> Which Christine is so itching to get into. Yeah. She's like, Do you see? She's like, okay. Are we there yet? <laughs> At Last is a woman's workwear line that creates clothing to inspire confidence through fit and simplicity. Our clothes are designed for women by women with timeless classics that are built to last and help us embrace each and every curve that makes us beautiful. Currently, we are selling our For Good bundle, which includes a buttery soft tee, a reusable face mask, and a scrunchie with 70% of proceeds being donated to COVID first-line responders. We have raised $2,000 out of our $3,000 goal, so head to wearatlast.com to purchase and support. At last, it's our time that we realize everything we need is within ourselves. Hey, it's Christine, your Big Sis Life Coach. During this time of uncertainty, we can feel super lonely and have a loss of purpose. If you find yourself feeling stuck or lost in life and want to find meaning and fulfillment and gain a deeper understanding for yourself, I'm here for you. As well as hosting this amazing podcast and being a puppy mommy, I'm a full-time life coach. I help my clients with all the things we talk about here on PIP and more, like having better relationships with your partner, friends, and family, how to take that first step towards action rather being paralyzed by fear and perfection, really digging in deeper, and finally getting clarity on what you want and how to get it. If you really want to start moving your life forward with purpose and excitement towards the far-off daydreams you have, let's do it together. You can have that. You can discover how powerful, valuable, and needed your voice is to create change in the world. You can start living that today. So come find me on xoxochristine.com and fill out my contact form so we can schedule a complimentary consultation call. Start being the protagonist in your own story, and let's start writing your new chapter today. Again, it's xoxochristine.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Hugs and kisses!
the perfect transition into the not so great parts of what people thought about Mulan as well as our thoughts. So let's jump mm-hmm. right into it. Take it away. Oh my God. Okay. So here's some not so hot takes on Mulan that people have messaged us. So at Anthony Picado says, terrible is not Mulan. At Yellow Bee Paw says, fake feminism? Question mark. At Melissa says, major lack of authentic character development. Story felt rushed. It wasn't as epic as it could have been with the budget they had. At Doctor Who 808 says, I'm disappointed they hired white writers and directors to shoot the movie, but quote unquote boosted the Asian cast. Mm. At M Panda says, Asian representation is important, but this isn't the best example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? What were some of the takeaways that you guys didn't necessarily connect with? I didn't really like, or should I just jump off and just, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm here for you, Christine. Spill that tea. No, no, no. Minji, you go, please. You start it off. Well, I was like, I just want to repeat what your comments said. I mean, it's just the thing that, okay. Um, <laughs> It goes into other, this is like where all diplomacy goes out the window. No, here's my thing about in general. I think I've recognized in general as a consumer how we've been looking at the world. We've been looking at the world presented to us through white male eyes. That's Whoa. just the reality of it. When it goes down to like, when you look at who wrote it, when you look at who edited it, when you think of who directed it, right? And I'm not saying that all of them are like horrible people. There's a lot no, of well-meaning no. people, but it is a very singular perspective, okay? Yes. So if we were seeing any one thing from only, say, Asian women's perspective, that would be a very limited, specific, unique perspective that yes. would not be balanced. It would have its limitations is what I'm saying. So to say that like, We've been dictated this because media has impact and it does influence what we normalize, what we think is cool, what we think is sexy, what we think is desirable. That blows my mind that, again, I'm in my 30s and I'm just like really been wrapping my head around the gravity of that and the extensive like pervasiveness of that in all of the history of cinema. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Even on that, okay, if we, like, expand outside of Hollywood and we're, like, even thinking of, like, into Asia, like, I think of Korean film. It's, like, still largely men, right? So as a woman, like, I've read scripts. Okay, this is where I get personal because as an actress, I've auditioned for many different parts and I'm just, like, ripping my hair. And I was like, this is such a clown-ass way that you, like, this is your, Mm -hmm. this is not nuanced. This is not layered. This is not truthful. This is your Mm -hmm. bruised male ego version of what a woman is. And even... Even the ones that are beautiful, again, it's a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not hating on all of them. But being privy to like reading so many versions of stories over and over again and seeing versions of how people see me, because they're like, here, Minji, you're like the Asian girl that's going to play this character. And there's trends. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I read it and I'm gathering, okay, oh, this is how you think it goes. Or this is how little you know about who the <laughs> heck I am. I've been yeah. in a lot of different scenarios where it's just... I mean, I feel like I've reached my tipping point way back when, but it's still, there's always like another iteration than like this movie that's like, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And that results in, at the end of the day, then you get your end product, right? And the end product reveals that lack of heart. It reveals that lack of nuance because no one Chinese was part of this. Like, right, right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not even saying that one Chinese person could speak on behalf of all of Asian Americans, right? Like, or all of Chinese people. It's valid. It's absolutely it valid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was telling this to Jack where I was like, you know, Disney is so great about its PR. You see, like, you know, in Moana and all these like more recent movies that they highlight, oh, look how much research we did and look who we brought mm-hmm. in. We wanted really want. And then, like, even with this movie, they were like, look at the Asian cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. they made an effort in that sense. But what yeah. you said, the truth comes out out because you get to see if the effort is there then it will follow through from beginning to end therefore they will take the time to hire diverse crew to bring in that perspective not just Mm -hmm. like oh just go to these white directors i felt like if they did like what minji said about bringing in just you know you, even if you brought in some like Asian people to consult, you know, you right, know that right. Disney would have put that out in PR somewhere for us to see. Like, look yeah, how much right. effort we are to include diversity, inclusivity. You know, you right. know, you'd be on top of that. So the fact that they didn't highlight that just shows that they just didn't, didn't do, do it. it. Yeah. 
They didn't do the yeah. homework. And all the ads that we saw were just of their white female director being like, oh my God, you know, we wanted to tell this story of strength and resilience and da da da. And, you know, like they're really good with choosing their words and making you believe like, oh, huh, like maybe this will be different or maybe they really will invest in the storyline. But I think that the product that we saw very obviously shows that it doesn't matter how frilly you make the words in the marketing. It's the story. When you watch it, you can just see right through it. And I always use this as an example, but you know, the short like Pixar film, The Bow, Mm -hmm. you can tell that that was written by an Asian American. Yes. And you can tell that it was a female and like the connection between the mom and the bow was more connection (laughs) than I saw with (laughs) any of the characters in Mulan. Oh my God, that's so real. It's so sad. I think it's just, it's to contextualize it too. Here's the thing is like, I do think that people put in their best effort. I'm not crapping all over like this white director who really wanted to, right? And in her most sincere heart, yeah. wanted to do justice yeah. by Mulan. However, in all of the decision-making, <laughs> okay? And we're talking about Disney. This is not even like a, a student film project where you have lack of resources, right? Yes. And especially yeah. after all of the things they did for like what you said, Moana, how could you not do? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just doesn't register. I was like, what went wrong? Because in something as gigantic as like, you're going to put all these millions of dollars behind a project. There's a gazillion red lights and green lights, right? Somebody has to say yes. And someone has to say no at like a million different turns. And nowhere in that, it was like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> we should check with someone about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Check with and the Chinese person. <laughs> at this point. Okay. We'll give some examples because okay, I have it. examples. And then the thing is, maybe it does speak to um, the audience that they're trying to reach, which seems like middle America, you know, and maybe the white audience, because maybe they can tell. But then for us who are Asians, like, first of all, you can tell that they're highlighting a lot of stereotypes that things that we would never say, mm. like honor. I've never <laughs> used the word honor. I never <laughs> used the word disgrace. <laughs> Loyalty, truth. Like, how many times have they said that yeah. in that movie, Take a right? shot every single time, and I guarantee you, you will not remember the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and also how many like fortune cookie phrases that they just yeah. put in there as in to just Jeez. be like this is this is how Asian people talk. And that's the part where I honestly, watching it, I watched it twice, guys. This is how much I prepared for this because I wanted I didn't want to come in with all negatives. So stuff like like uh, uh, I'm like losing my place. <laughs> oh, 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 like I okay, I could not understand the tone mm-hmm. of the movie because sometimes mm these characters felt like caricatures. Mm. Like stuff that worked in the animated cartoon version because they were cartoons. Right. You know, you know that you can exaggerate with cartoons. But then in the live action, it's like, choose one. Are you guys caricatures? Therefore, you guys say weird fortune cookie phrases like, the fiercest wind could never wipe off this makeup from my face. Or are you guys playing actual authentic characters and people? Right. Humans. People. Yeah. I could not understand because the script really drilled a lot of messages that they wanted us to take away and to really take us to the next plot point. So stuff like, you know how many times I said dishonor (laughs) to the Fa family, which makes no, like how many, who says that? Like after the matchmakers, like dishonor on the Fa family, you know? And then when Mulan gets kicked out, dishonor on the Fa family. It's like, it's only Mulan. There's no other Fa family (laughs) people around. Even stuff like this. How many times they had to make it a point that the guys had to tell her to go take a bath? I'm mm-hmm. like, I asked Jack, I was like, as males, do you guys smell each other? Even if you guys smell really bad, do you guys smell each other and say things like that? I know they really wanted to prompt that scene of her to go to take the bath, <laughs> but it just felt so inauthentic. It just felt really forced. I can point to so many scenes in this movie, yes. in the script that felt really forced. Yeah, 100%. I felt, I mean, I felt a lot of resentment and like, envy towards the writers. I was like, they got paid a lot for this. (laughs) (laughs) And I also hated that. I was like, do your job. Like, but then again, I just kind of think of the levers and the machine, right? And I'm like, well, if somebody did write something, there's somebody there to be like, no, revise it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know who to blame. (laughs) Is 10 times too many times to say honor? Is that not enough? It felt like a tally that they were trying to keep track of. And I felt like this was just like a common theme throughout the entire movie where they're like, oh, well, we need to kind of reference the animated one to, you know, get that nostalgia factor. But then how do we do Mm -hmm. it? We just got to stab it a million times until it finally, you know,
know, gets to the point. And you're just kind of like, wow, that was so painfully like cringy. cringy. And I feel like the moments where they really could have just put her on like a pedestal and make her look, you know, badass and going into war and fighting. They just like rushed through that. She didn't, she didn't cut her hair. She didn't put on the armor. I was, she needed it for later in the movie where she lets it yeah, out they of her ne- helmet. They, they needed to have 80 pounds of extensions. I was like, how the hell is she going to fight when her hair is like... That's what I, was- <laughs> I kept looking at her hair. I couldn't stop. I was like, girl. Christine literally texted me. She was like, wait until you see how curled her hair is. How nicely curled it is as she goes into battle dude at the end of the movie regina was like i'm not even watching anymore but do you think i should get hair extensions I was like, yeah i was like should i get extensions <laughs> i just it just felt so oriental like that that word kept coming up in my mind throughout watching the whole thing i was like this is such an oriental yeah. view it's, exactly mm. and then okay so which we don't even use anymore because it's offensive yeah Okay, all of this pretty much goes into the script writing, right? But then the cheap part, what the fuck was that? Like, I was, I, that is like the cheapest, laziest writing I've ever seen. Okay, not ever seen, but just like for me, I just felt like, wow, you guys really just wanted to just make a Marvel superhero. Yeah. She makes sense because it's oriental. And then we don't really have to give you context to it. For example, Donnie's character says everyone has chi. Yeah. But then, okay, so if everyone has chi, then that means women have it. So then why is it wrong for women to have it? Like, I don't get it if they recognize that everyone has it. Mm -hmm. So then also, how do you define how much chi is too much chi? Gong Li's character, (laughs) black magic, witch power chi. I didn't understand her. I was so lost on it. I felt dumb. I was like, am I mid? Like, I don't. What? I know. Okay, we'll get into that. I have a whole section (laughs) on Gong Li's character. But like the chi part of it, it's like, okay, Gong Li's like, half hawk can take over other people's like bodies it's a whole nother level of chi than mulan who can just like what kick really hard and yeah, run really, like, really yeah. great fighter and yeah. <laughs> how do you get yeah. to gongli's level and is that when it's banned and that's where it's bad you know and then why didn't the other guys have higher chi why didn't they show us what it meant to harness your chi and to level up that's why it was just like it's so convenient for her that she just was i don't know talented in chi she just had it right so the mm-hmm. problematic thing about that is it takes away from scenes of when she walks up the hill with the water like that was so anticlimactic because it was like okay what's your point i know they're trying to reference the pole scene from the animated yeah. movie but it's just like you're poor like- decision poor poor decision on many many levels if you ask me <laughs> well, someone who works out i was like damn girl but uh <laughs> but in terms of the story i fell very flat and i didn't understand like this is supposed to be that pole moment and it registered late to me i was like oh they're trying to get there <laughs> And it didn't register. Yeah, no. I watched the animated one immediately afterwards to kind of cleanse myself. (laughs) Wash your eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, but the pole scene just hit so differently in the animated one. You can see her growth and her progress. And I feel like in the live action, you don't get that. Because right off the bat, they're like, she has chi. She already is superhuman than everyone else. It doesn't show that development of her being just an average girl. And there's a TikTok that we shared with our like PIP team where we talk about it. And it's like Mulan was an average girl. That's exactly what she was. But they tried to turn her into this weird superhero. And this was like her origin story. And then, you know, she struggled in the army, even though she was super powerful. Like the the plot points were all over the place well they're really just i think they're really just trying to drive home the fact that like she has it's like a hyper again maybe caricature of like she has a lot of power she is a girl so that's like her liability that they have to stifle away in that way i was like i get it but yeah as a tool in this movie i was like "Mm -hmm." yeah it just all felt it all felt very lazy so to Mm. me it's like i i even as I was watching it, I was like, if I watched this in maybe like 1997, how would I mm. have felt? And even then, I think I would have had some cringiness. And if that's the case, because, again, it's context on how far we've come in terms of storytelling, in terms of like women empowerment, yes. in terms of diversity across the board. There's so many things that we have, in my mind, matured so much at this point that there are certain things that are going to be even cringier because you're like, how have we just leaped back like 
a century. Yes. You know what that's, I mean? That's exactly what I was like. We had 22 years since the 98 <laughs> Adam Beatty movie. There's like also gender equality is still such a prevalent issue. You know what I mean? So much has happened. Like this movie could have done so much. And that's my other point where what I did not really care for was this kind of fake women empowerment where I get the intention. I'm not saying that they were trying to like it was not empowering and I could see how it can be empowering for people who walked away with it. But for me, letting down your hair, having perfect curly hair and fighting with no armor in slow-mo does not equal female empowerment to me. So that's why that scene didn't hit. I cringed. I cringed because I'm like Mulan, the whole essence of Mulan is what Regina just said about the empowerment about Mulan is that she grew into that. She didn't actually see what made her special and what made her Mulan and what made her proud to be who she was and coincidentally a woman. Mm -hmm. That's empowerment, realizing that and not apologizing for it. Mm -hmm. And that's just who you are. You grow Mm -hmm. into it, yeah. Yeah, versus this Mulan was like, I felt like she was conforming. That's what she was saying. This is what you have to do. And I get the being noble stuff and I part of the culture. And again, that's why I feel like it's very stereotypical. It's like the noble thing to do is to protect your emperor. To me, that scene would have been way more powerful in the life of Mulan if she said the words to the emperor. Hey, this is why I feel like this is unjust towards women who are powerful with she. This is the inequalities that I feel like exist in this world of what it means to be a son and what it means to be a daughter and what her places are. Mm-hmm. She never said any of those words. And I know in the animated Mulan, she didn't say that either, but it came out in different ways. Obviously, her whole journey was different. Yeah. So that's why to me, that part is what female empowerment is. I feel like the whole message about this Mulan was like not hiding her truth, her superpower, and mm-hmm. that she's a woman. Mm-hmm. That's not really the takeaway from what Mulan always meant to me. It's not basically being a better man. Like, she basically is like, I'm better than outmanning the man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Versus Mulan was always about seeing things from her own perspective, which happens to be a woman's perspective and honoring that and speaking her mind about that. That was the truth that she was hiding underneath that she revealed. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, the reason why she had to hide her truth is because she was protecting her father. That's the whole point of the story. She had to hide being a woman because that's just what it was. Right. So it just didn't hit as hard for me. Yeah. And also the fact that like Gong Li like threw a little ninja star at her. Japanese, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) And she immediately was like, oh, I'm a woman now. (laughs) I mean, in terms of the cultural accuracy, again, I'm not... I'm Korean, right? But I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Because like, I don't, again, I think things that make things universal, I'll say this to other people, in my opinion, my humble opinion, when you're ultra specific and authentic to a story, it doesn't matter if people know the history of it. They'll feel it. They'll understand like, oh, that's Mm. how Korean people wash rice. Oh, that's how Japanese people prepare their tea. It felt generic Mm. and it looked generic, right? As somebody who's not even Chinese or Chinese American to feel that, like it was very uncomfortable because we've seen so many versions of that. It's like you're being generic about a whole like billions of people and centuries of history again and so i can't speak that's just i'm going that based off feeling and then what it was verified through all the critiques of saying that like they were historically inaccurate about even like the structure that they used of like her era was not correct yeah it was like shakespeare's like globe theater style right i was like are we in london right now like yeah But, and, and the other thing is that, like, there's a lot of political controversy. I mean, it'd yes. be very, yeah. and I don't feel in an authority place to speak on that, but I know that there's a lot of controversy. If I know if they were making this like a Korean film, I would have a lot of things to say, but just like time and history and like context and where she's from, because like, she's supposed to be from like more of a Northern China and like Mongolian mm-hmm. descent potentially. And I can't even get into like Jason Scott Lee, who's still so fine <laughs> as a villain. Like he was just like this screaming lunatic, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. There's so many things that I had a lot of problems with that I kept having to forgive. And I'm tired of like having to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm used to forgiving student films. They have limited resources. And then when I look at something as gigantic as Disney that influences so many people and that has so much resources at their disposal, it just comes off lazy. 
It's like you just chose not to do your homework. And it's disappointing that they kept it so generic. Mm -hmm. And even in the way that they portrayed like the villains, they are just the darker skinned Asians. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the same themes that we've had year after year, decade after decade. Again, it's the same thing that's being fed to us. It's nothing new. It's nothing. It really is exactly what you said, Christine, exactly what Yellow Bee Pod said. It's fake feminism. It's fake female empowerment. It fell short. Yeah. I wonder, because I don't know someone's intention, maybe they really were doing their best, but it's not ill intention, like you said. I yeah. yeah. But that. it definitely missed the mark. Mm-hmm. My opinion, my conclusion is y'all didn't hit it. You didn't reach your goal. <laughs> yeah. And I think, honestly, the unfortunate thing was that in the original Mulan, the animated movie, it was so powerful because it felt authentic and it felt like we were seen. Although it also had problematic things, but it was like you went from a place of, oh, I have pride. I have a pride for who I am as a woman, as an Asian, as a person and my journey versus the live action were all the reasons why we as Asian, especially Asian Americans hide in school for the things that we don't want to be recognized and seen Mm -hmm. that makes us Mm -hmm. different. Why people laughed at us growing up. It was all of those things that you're like, this is how you see us. Is this what we are to you? I don't feel seen at all. I don't really feel represented. And that felt just such a missed opportunity because, I mean, honestly, the foundation was already laid out for them. They already mm-hmm. achieved that. Just update it, you know? So yeah, it went from, oh man, finally I feel like belong. I'm glad the rest of the world can see this. And then to this where it's just like, oh man, please, please don't look at us. Like this isn't what we really look like. This isn't what we really say <laughs> to each other. But I'm also grateful that it's eliciting such a strong response because I do think as uncomfortable as that is and as uncomfortable it's going to be and has been for Disney to hear these less than ideal responses because I'm sure any filmmakers can be prepared. Oh, there's going to be people who don't like it, but I don't think they're ready. Just from how boldly they were like, silly yeah. about this. Yeah, like so yeah <laughs> about it. The fact that we're so not yeah about it back, <laughs> I think it's going to hopefully register with them and that's going to be an uncomfortable and necessary conversation and response that they're going to have to deal with. But that's why making noise, why speaking out is necessary. But I'll say from working in the Asian American community for so long, there has been a very long pervasive trend and stereotype that has kind of held true of being quiet and not wanting to rock the boat. There's real reasons behind that. I'm not ridiculing anybody. I'm not condemning, but that's just the God's honest truth. Historically, up until now, been largely very silent. And if you don't like something and you don't tell people that you don't like it and you don't like voice your needs... I'm saying this to women too, especially like for me, I'm literally going through this as a grown woman right now, learning how to vocalize what is not okay with you and what is okay and what you need in order to feel respected. That's just like a, I think a fundamental part of life that we're still getting used to. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I really want to encourage that. And maybe not everything has to come out so hostile. Again, it's a time and place. Speak freely. We spoke very freely on this podcast. And I'm like, I feel seen by you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a work in progress. We're all, ugh. Why, (laughs) No, no, no. I totally agree. And that's why, I mean, we're all in the Asian community. We know how it's like. No one wants to like, obviously, we're happy for our community. We're happy for the people in our community that get to work, that are proud of their work. We always want to cheer each other on and get it. We don't have a plethora of opportunities. If anything, we have to create our own. And I think that's actually what the takeaway from this is like stuff what Minji said, where there's a lot of Minjis out there too who are walking away going like, you know what? I'm going to make the thing that is authentic. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud to be part of a community that we're in that point where I feel like the common thing in the Asian community is like, oh, when is going to be our time? But honestly, it takes mm-hmm. time. It's a craft. We have to honor the craft. Mm-hmm. As Asian Americans, mm-hmm. I'm speaking specifically as Asian Americans, we are still working on what the heck our identity is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what our messaging is unifying on that. Yeah. What do we stand for? Yeah. And we don't have a lot of history here in America. So we are in the process of figuring out what is our story and that it's okay that my story isn't your story because you're Korean. Yes. And understanding and hearing other people within our small communities, different experiences and yeah. upbringing. And it comes from what Minji said about just speaking your truth. That is what Mulan is all about. <laughs> you know, just like, don't be ashamed of that. Don't feel like you have to be shameful and hide it and feel guilty for having these thoughts that are not conforming to what everybody right. else says and what everybody else thinks. And that takes courage. <laughs> It takes honesty. It takes truth, you know? So 
all these things that I feel I'm grateful that we have opportunities to have. I mean, in 2020, I mean, Mulan come out and see it for what it is and really take a good look at where Hollywood is about diversity. They can't hide away from the fact that we can see through what you're saying. Yeah. We can see past your PR. So do better. And for us to hold people accountable and within ourselves. And that starts by being honest within ourselves. Yes. Well yes. said. Yes. Yeah. Regina, your takeaway. <laughs> Should she get hair extensions? <laughs> I, know, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with everything you guys both said. I do think that for us, this is like kind of our beginning. You know, we're all still trying to find our footing. We're still trying to come up with a more unified voice. I think that we're a little bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there are a lot of comparisons to other minority groups. And you're like, why have they got such a strong following? And why do they have such a more unified voice? And it's exactly what you said. There's more history. There's more trial and error that they have been through versus us. Everything is still new. And I go back again to being an Asian female who was taught growing up, like, Hey, don't upset other people, you know, don't speak too Mm -hmm. loudly. And I still get told this on a daily basis. Don't talk about politics on your podcast, Mm -hmm. even though I have many feelings about it, you know, (laughs) it's going to take time. And I'm glad that, you know, now we are in a way, like becoming stronger. We are in a way, you know, learning more about one another's cultures and things like that. And again, even within like the Asian American sphere, there is Korean American, Taiwanese American, Chinese American. There's so many different kinds of Asian Americans that I think it's awesome that we're now learning about that from one another. And I think that we can be inspired by one another. It's healthy to have these conversations without, again, kind of going back to the Jimmy conversation of just like pointing fingers and being like, you did this terribly wrong. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Minji and Christine brought up really, really great points in which, you know, Mulan was that stepping stone. (laughs) Hopefully it will be, you know, there will be many more Asian films to come. But I think that, you know, if you enjoyed this movie, like I think that there is merit to it. Like I think that there are very few stories that we can relate to and being able to see ourselves on the screen really does matter a lot. And it means a lot. And it's good to know that the younger generations after us, all the kids right now who are going to the movies and seeing it and getting excited about it, you know, they have a heroine to look up to. So yeah. Yeah. And it's their normal, right? Where yeah. it was a little bit more significant because it was a rarity. It's going to be a more and more normal thing, which I'm really excited about. And one thing, like, I don't take back what I said because I think there was a lot of lack of effort that could have happened, but I do want to credit because I do know there were people efforting very much so in Disney. This is why I'm just so like fascinated. The more I learn about the actual industry and how things actually work versus what I have assumed or like gotten really heinously angry, like (laughs) XYZ, there were people that were genuinely efforting at different points. Again, at which point people get in charge of certain things matter. I want to thank, I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but just energetically, I do thank the people that did effort to do justice by something that was really significant. You as a consumer, you as like a viewer can make a difference. Vocalize those thoughts and write a blog post, like say what you want to say so that people can further kind of mature their perspectives. But also if you want to work in the entertainment industry, I really want to break down the barrier that people think that it only means what is essentially is above the line, which is like writers, directors, actors. There's a lot of other people. If you look at movie credits, all those other people helped yeah. make that too. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I really encourage people. I had to fight my parents for like a decade to justify me choosing Hollywood over medicine. But I apply the same principles that I learned in like molecular cell biology of systems and the Calvin cycle <laughs> and public health to Hollywood. There's a lot of ways that we can still do good work within another industry. And if you're interested in the creative side, I'm putting a call to action. Like we need y'all. You know what I mean? If this is not a cry for help, if it's not a clear example of why we need people to be making decisions behind the scenes and contributing to those conversations, here you go. Mm. Here we I love are. That. No, <laughs> so that's so true. Get in it. The whole, if you don't see the world that you'd want to live in for yourself or for your kids or future generations, mm-hmm. then you have every power, especially in this day and age, to try and go create it. Yes. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much. Minji for sharing all your beautiful perspectives. I think for me, that's exactly what you did, exactly what I knew 
knew you would do, which is to bring balance, <laughs> you know, and like really offer us a perspective of just all the things that we never thought to think about. So thank, thank you, you for sharing that. Where can people find you? You can follow me at Minjeezy is my thing. And then uh, my podcast is First of All, where Christine and Regina have been guests. And I freak, you guys need to come back. There's so much we need to unpack. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, you can find me there and I'll be posting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be sure to link everything down in the description below. Be sure to go check out her podcast. It's amazing. There's so much resilience in you. And I love your podcast so much. I, I'm like you. speechless whenever I think about it. So <laughs> I love you guys too. I want to do a shout out to both of these wonderful women. Aww. No one has to do this stuff. You know what I mean? You guys made this like your priority to be consistent and to put your hearts and your true, honest feelings on the line. And especially what we're saying about like speaking our truth there have not been that many people before us to mm. like be willing to do that. Mm. So I want to commend both of you. You guys are beautiful mm. souls and you are exemplifying courage and vulnerability and modeling like women that I want to be like, like genuinely. So I hope everyone listening to this podcast can like send more love to Christine and Regina because again, at the end of the day, no one has to do this. And we have reasons not to do this. I mean, people are like, oh, well, you know, they get to be influencers. There's a lot of reasons why people don't want to speak their mind because you get <laughs> backlash too. So I just love both of you and I appreciate you. Oh my thank God. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for saying. Thanks. We're deleting everything else before this and that yes. is just, that's <laughs> just the episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh my God. A oh, hundred million times percent back at you, Minji. Minji has been such a huge influence on, you know, both of our lives. I mean, I wouldn't be a life coach if it wasn't for Minji, honestly. Aww, so like, they're I'm so, so glad you are. yeah, I, I mean, me too. <laughs> I am so <laughs> grateful for, for you, your voice and what you do. Of course, that goes without saying for Regina as well. Yeah. Thank you guys for being the true Mulans in my life, <laughs> our life. Like how I tied it together. Yes. yes well done. It so well perfectly. Done. <laughs> I love you. All right. Well, we will catch you guys soon. We'll talk to you guys soon. And bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.